Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the That's What She Said podcast. I'm your host, Delaney, and today we're going to be talking about body image. I'm here with two guests today, Rihanna and Caitlin. Would you girls like to introduce yourself and introduce your pronouns? So, hi, I'm Caitlin, and I've been friends with Delaney for a long time, since high school, Um, and... Yeah, we're still friends now, and my pronouns are she and her. Caitlin's brother was also on the podcast. Yeah, guys, you're gonna love that episode. Nick is great. Backseat Eats on YouTube. Well, you should watch his videos as well. Nick's is coming out before yours. I know. Oh, okay. So go back and watch that episode then. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you haven't yeah. watched Nick's, like, go back, go back and watch, watch it. it. It's, it's worth a listen. I haven't even heard it, but I know it's worth a listen. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Rihanna, and my pronouns are she, her, and I've also known Delaney in elementary school and high school. Yeah. So before we uh, really get into it, we're just I'm just going to give, like, a little trigger warning. We are going to be talking about eating disorders today, so if that's something that maybe you're not in the right headspace for, We'll see you next Tuesday and tune in for the next episode. So kind of like either one of you, like want to walk us through like your journey of of getting diagnosed with an eating disorder and all that. Before getting into it, like I was never, I never went and got like diagnosed personally. So like I'm just like a, it was like a self-diagnosis of like I, I meet all the criteria kind of thing for like the disordered eating that I had. So um, I guess like starting off like things that I kind of dealt with. So I was like orthorexic, which is like a, that's a newer kind of, that's newly in the eating disorder, like world as being recognized as like a type of disordered eating. Mm -hmm. Um, and which like, we'll get into that like a little more specifically later what that's about. And then, uh, it also ended up in like binge eating, which is like as a result. Um, so, but like for me, the disordered eating kind of started, like, I would say like when I first started working out to like lose weight, which was like in high school, grade 12, started working out and then like you think you're doing a good thing and then it becomes like a really obsessive thing. So like, that's kind of like how the whole thing started for me, I would say. Um, what about you? Um, well, my journey is kind of crazy. So I grew up competitive dancing so like all the time so I was already really really active and um I would say maybe around starting in like grade seven and eight I started to like have these like little disordered eating things that I would start like I remember one time I was like okay like I'm gonna do no added sugar so I started like only eating things that like didn't have any added sugar for a while and then like it was fine I generally like didn't have too many problems with it And then once I got into high school, um, I started, like, then, like, eating, like, super, super healthy. And then because I was, like, restricting myself to so few foods, like, the portion sizes also got smaller. And I started, like, comparing portions and, like, um, being, like, super cognizant about, like, my body and everything like that. And then it just, like, got to a point where it got too far, and it's, like, I didn't even realize that it was a problem. Like, I was very mm-hmm. in denial, and I feel like that's a common thing. You think that, like, yeah, because you're almost, like, it's it's so praised, like, that you're, yeah. like, oh, you eat so healthy and clean, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's it's great to be healthy, but, like, when I now, like, now that I've gone through that, I look at healthy as, like, like, a balanced It's a different with, thing than what you were food. thinking yeah, before. Yeah, exactly, because I yeah. totally understand the, like, the restricting aspects and like for me there was certain like like not even necessarily foods there was foods like I had a lot of fear foods but like 
it was also just like there were ingredients like that you mm-hmm. would you would pick out like I will never forget I can't it was Mr. oh maybe I shouldn't say no I got a name drop him but we had <laughs> yeah. a we had a teacher like in high school and it's like in a health class and I specifically remember like him saying something about like how canola oil was bad and then I literally would like if I saw canola oil like that's in so many foods guys like so many foods Mm -hmm. if i saw it on thing i'd put it down i'd be like i can't have that like genuinely would like not eat it i was so scared so i just got like so so restrictive about like the the things that i was eating and how much that i was eating that like it it became a problem and it's like i didn't even really realize it until like until my like my dance teachers and my parents started like saying like okay like you know like this is a problem we need you to start eating more you need to start gaining weight because it was actually becoming like a huge health issue like um I ended up like going to my doctors and getting like a bunch of like blood tests and everything and I like had heart problems and I remember like um like there was like it's just like I became like I started crying around meals all the time because like I, I was so scared and um it was just, like, it became such an emotional task to eat, and it, it's, like, it, it takes up all of your thoughts, like, everything, like, it was hard for me to go to yeah. social situations, I, like, I ended up, like, isolating myself a lot socially, and, um, yeah, but anyways, I, I'll never forget it, I remember one day, um, my mom, like, picked me up from school, and she was, like, um, the doctor's office called, and, like, your blood results and your heart test came in and you have to go to the hospital right now and I was like what like um I I don't think so and so I was like crying in the car and stuff and so um I was in the hospital two times for my eating disorder over a total of like a couple months and I was like in hospital and that was like with um I was diagnosed with anorexia so that was anorexia and I was like it was a such a crazy experience like eating disorder like in hospital I'll, I'll get more into that later but it's definitely mm-hmm. like such a crazy world and such a crazy experience like going through eating disorder recovery in general and like especially like the hospital programs are 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 a crazy thing that a lot of people I don't think have any idea about um so anyways there was that phase of my life and then um And then I got out of the hospital, and I was, like, kind of back to normal life, like, not going to doctor's appointments all the time. But, like, my eating disorder was never, um, it was never really gone. I ended up kind of going more into, like, kind of orthorexia, but, like, just, like, super, super, super clean. I remember, like, I, I limited myself. I wasn't, I wouldn't allow myself to have any added sugars or any oils. Like, it was, had to be all whole, whole foods. And so it's just, like, it, it comes to that point, like, I remember I didn't, I didn't eat, like, chips and junk food for, like, years. I think it was, like, a couple years, and I, and then, yeah, I ended up, like, I ended up getting out of that, but then I went into, like, bulimia, and I had that for a while. Um, so it's, it's been really all over the charts, um, just definitely, like, a struggle in eating disorders and with eating and my body and stuff so it's kind of been all over the place and lasted (laughs) a long time I definitely think too just like hearing like you talk about it and stuff like I think it's really common that like if you have experienced one type of like disordered eating it's really common and you end up you know that's really interesting like no I know multiple people who it might have started with one and then it goes into another and like you kind of go through these phases of different disordered eating and sometimes it's it's just kind of like 
fits into one of the boxes, but it can definitely, like, spread over yeah. multiple things. Yeah. You both said things that were, like, super interesting, especially <laughs> I did, um, I did, like, a little bit of research of, on this before, like, obviously not nearly enough, but, like, one thing it said was, like, there's one million Canadians diagnosed with eating disorders, but there's so many more Canadians that have them and aren't diagnosed, so yeah. it was interesting that you said you actually yeah. have not been clinically diagnosed but it's like okay it checks off all the boxes that's what I mean I mean like I I think that's such a big thing that's like you know you don't have to have like a diagnosis to like know you have something and like I feel like that's the whole thing where you hear people like you're never like I don't know how to say it right like if you're never no matter what level of like sick you are like you still deserve like yeah like regardless you know what I mean and so I think like there's a lot of people too that like think the way that they do things like are not like they're like Mm -hmm. they think it's normal and like healthy and like but they're not really realizing and then it usually ends up becoming a bigger problem when they realize later but yeah also like another thing to say is like eating disorders can happen at any weight and it's like you don't have to just be like super skinny and super underweight to have an eating disorder like they can happen to anybody at any size and I feel like that's not a thing recognized and it's also a big problem in the healthcare system because there's actually a lot of criteria in place where like they literally won't give you help unless like you're underweight or like some doctors even like will like deny that it's a problem like well you, you don't look that sick or like you don't look like you have an eating disorder like it's it's literally a problem yeah. like in general society like there's so much stigma around it and it's also like it's so much like it's your it's your mind like it's it's, it, it's that's a mind how, problem it's a mental thing yeah. and then like I found for me like it was like at first it was a it was a habit of I was like being like you know like the orthorexia yeah. like when I was like really restrictive about eating yeah like the whole foods like mm-hmm. and like when you said it as well like it really like resonated it's like you you isolate yourself from social settings because yeah. you're like mm-hmm. I can't go because there's things that I can literally not bring myself to eat without like being emotional or being and you don't want to like be like that in front of your friends or like you yeah. know and like it's and it's hard too because I mean like you know there's definitely was times where like I've tried to like go and then it's like it's so painfully hard to like you know, bring yourself to eat something, but you're like, okay, like, I'm gonna do it, and, like, act like it's fine, and, like, yeah. that's also really hard mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, Caitlin, I kind of know a little bit more about your journey. So, you kind of started as, like, a goal to lose weight, right? Yeah, so, like, for me, what happened was, is it was, like, a new year, like, new me. Like, my, my mom and I were like, oh, let's get a, like, family membership at, like, the rec center, and we'll, like, go to the mm-hmm. gym, and, like, at first, it was, like, yeah, like, I just literally would do, like, cardio, and I worked at McDonald's as well, so, like, I, I wasn't, wasn't, like, the epitome of health, like, I definitely, like, like, I didn't have a balance at all, like, I just ate, like, a lot of bad food, and I was, like, really not, um, like, I wasn't very knowledgeable, I guess, and so, anyways, like, I was, like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, cut out McDonald's, like, completely, and I literally, like, worked there, like, that's hard, so literally, I'd be, like, you're not allowed to eat it until, like, this day, so that was kind of, like, something that was, like, really small, of, like, but it was a restrictive thing, and then it, like, just continued on, like, mm. kind of prevailed since then, and then, obviously, like, I started losing weight, and, like, people start saying things, and you're, like, okay, what I'm doing is, like, good, like, this mm-hmm. is right, and so, like, for a while, like, I just, yeah, I thought that's what I had to do, so I just restricted myself, started, like, counting things, like, yeah yeah which I think is like when it gets really messy yeah that was definitely when it got like it it got bad for me after I started counting and all that so Rihanna did you have like a conscious decision of like hey I'm gonna lose weight like Caitlin or like no it it wasn't I think it was like 
I think subconsciously it was like I wanted to lose weight, but it wasn't super like the whole time before like I went in the hospital and all that, I didn't ever use a scale. Like I never weighed myself, but I did like track my calories and I made my calories like I would just like make it obviously like not what it was supposed to be, like too too low. And so I guess like I kind of knew and I kind of did, but in a in a weird way like I knew I didn't have to, but definitely like yeah, like losing weight was a part of it. (laughs) I also don't know if, like, this is something that you can relate to as well, but Mm -hmm. I found that, like, I would, when I was, like, super deep into my, like, disordered eating and, like, habits, like, it was, like, I, it was a part of my life that I had control over. Like, it was, like, you're so attached to control. Yeah, because you're, like, if you're missing that in other aspects or, like, if things are stressed and, like, you know, not going well, you're, like, well, I have this part of my life that I can, like, keep perfect you can control it completely and it it. definitely becomes like a control thing it's like like if if there's chaos in your life it's like okay this is what I it's like something you have to like organize and like yeah it's something that you can control and so there's definitely a part of it's interesting that you say that because I I'm like wow I kind of have an experience but I don't think I'll have like many to say this when I lost my sister like I went to like a first therapist and they were convinced that I had an eating disorder because, because I just, like, was naturally, like, very thin in their, like, trauma, like, and they kind of pegged me as that, and they were like, oh, like, like, tell us about your eating, and I was like, like, it's kind of fine, like, I don't know, like, I don't really know what to tell you, so, like, that's interesting that you say that. Because it's, people will, I feel like a lot get into situations like that when they're lacking control in other areas of their Mm -hmm. life, and, like, it's such a, like, it's, it's a comfort, like, I mean, honestly, like, I was so, con- like, now, like, at the place I'm at in my life where, like, I don't really have, like, a struggle as much. Like, I do think, like, there are issues that will always, like, it's not forever going to be I feel like the thoughts kind of stay forever. Yeah. It's how well do. you're able to fight them and, exactly. like, and, like and, keep pushing and cope through with it. them. Exactly. But, like, I don't know. I was just, like, when I did start to feel, like, better, I was, like, almost so lost and confused because I was like I don't have this and it kind of becomes a part of your identity too like with yourself like how you're Mm -hmm. eating and everything it becomes like a part of you so when you have to let that go it it, it's definitely a hard process (laughs) how do like other people's comments affect it because like I know one of my friends from university her mom is very conscious of like Mm -hmm. never talking about her weight or like appearance at all like how does other people like talking about their own appearance and stuff like how does that affect you like I don't know you can go first if you have okay um well I don't know if like comments about me were really too hard because like um I feel like there was like a drastic change but only once it got like too bad I remember like people would say things to me like, oh, like, you're scaring people, or, like, um, like, someone literally said to me, like, you look like a Holocaust survivor, and stuff like that, so it was just, like, those types of things obviously don't make you feel good, but it's kind of, like, it's, like, I feel like body comments, it's, like, I kind of know, like, I know what I look like, these comments are not, are not necessary, and they're not helping me, and also, like, definitely, like, with losing weight, there's, like, praise, and, like, oh, like, you look great, and it's, like, kind of, like, recently, I've, like, lost, lost a bit of weight, and I now, like, um, sometimes, like, people that I see will, um, 
will be like, oh, wow, like, you, you've lost weight, haven't you? Like, that's great. Like, how did you do it? And it's like, uh, like, yeah, I don't know, like, like, it's just, like, weird to talk about. And it's like, it's, it's such a normal thing in society. Mm-hmm. Like, when people lose weight, it's like, oh, wow, like, you look great. How did you do it? But it's like, I feel like it's not as, like, conscious for everyone to think that, like, maybe a weight change wasn't, maybe losing weight wasn't a good thing. Maybe yeah. they were super stressed. Maybe someone got depressed and couldn't eat. Maybe they, like, someone changed a medication that caused their weight to change. Like, it's, like, or maybe it was, like, it was something, it was a problem. Like, it's not always a positive thing, and it's definitely, like, and even, like, the opposite. It's, like, if you gain weight, then, like, people in your family will be, like, oh, like, you've put on some weight, or, like, people, people might say things. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, like, body comments in general are definitely, like, to be taken with more caution than they are, but it's also, like, inevitable. Like, their comments are gonna come. Yeah. So. I also, like, I always find, like, when I hear other people talking about, like, yeah, like, their own body and, like, like, when I was, like, I was, when I was, like, actually actively, like, realized, like, there was an issue and then I was, like, kind of, you know, trying to, like, like, resolve it, Mm -hmm. it was, like, hard when I would hear people be, like, like, talking about dieting, and also saying things like, like, I remember, like, someone that, I don't know, I mean, just probably not gonna listen, someone I used to live with, they, like, would, like, order, like, HelloFresh, and they were, like, oh, like, all these meals, blah, 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 oh, my God, like, it's, like, a thousand calories for this meal, like, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm, like, okay, like, it's just, like, stuff like that is, like, hard to hear when you're trying to, like, block Mm -hmm. out numbers, and, like, like, relearn life, so, like, it's, it's Mm -hmm. difficult to hear that, and, like, or when people are talking about how they hate their body, yeah like it's hard like I don't know I it's it's a normal thing that people do talk about and like are insecure about but it's like hard to hear people say it like especially now I don't know how to really explain it but like I'm very conscious about people yeah it can affect Mm -hmm. people who I think have had like body image issues or eating disorders differently than like just like regular people um when I was like in recovery from, like, my eating disorder, like, especially in high school and stuff, like, if anyone started talking about, like, oh, like, I'm going on this new diet, I'm, like, cutting out all these foods, it's kind of, like, it's a, it's a bit, like, triggering, because I'm, like, trying so hard to, like, get out of that mindset, and, like, be more freeing, and then, like, someone else is trying to get more in it, and it's, like, looked at as a positive thing, and it's, like, it's just kind of hard to wrap your head around that when you're trying so hard to, like, get yourself out of these bad habits that you've fallen into, but then there's, like, this diet culture that's always around and, like, pushing these things on everyone and that it's, like, that it's good and that's how it's supposed to be. Or even, like, the that girl trend, like, you know those TikToks where they're, like, oh, yeah, like, I wake up at 7 a.m., like, go do my fucking Pilates and eat, like, green juice every day. See, the also, that, like, just made me think of something, because, like, I don't really know, like, how your, like, family's with it. Like, I, I do yeah. genuinely believe that it's really hard for people to wrap their head around it when you haven't experienced it. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, like, you can sympathize for sure, but it's yeah. so, like, I get that you not understand, mm-hmm. and, like, I find, like, my parents are, like, just, like, like, they should know by now that, like, there are things we don't talk about, you know, and it's, like, yeah. like even, like, my dad literally said today, is like, oh, like, I, I just started eating, like... Like, I eat broccoli all the time now, and, like, I'm eating, like, I'm having celery juice, like, like, things like that, and then he was, like, I bet you I'm eating less calories a day than you, like, he said that, and I was, like, that's so triggering that you said that, but I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna do anything, but I'm, like, okay, like, it's, like, you should know, or just, like, Mm -hmm. comments, like, oh, I'm gonna be good today, it's, like, okay, like, no, like, like, you, like, I feel (laughs) like you, you try to really detach yourself from that, so, like, I don't know, like, people not understanding 
is yeah. like I understand it, but I'm also like that's it's hard for sure it is. to hear yeah. comments like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you like wish like what is a good way if someone's listening to this and they're like concerned about like a friend or anything like how oh, okay. do you wish people handled it with you guys? Hmm. It's hard because you isolate yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. So you almost don't even want like you don't even want help. Like Yeah. I'm, I like when I was going through it in high school, I was definitely like very private about it. I literally like I don't think I ever sp- said the words like I have an eating disorder to any of my friends. Like I feel like it was just implied because like yeah. because of what happened and like I couldn't admit it. And so I guess like I didn't really I never I never reached out to anyone for help or like I didn't talk about it with anyone really. Um, so I feel like if you, if anyone, like, is concerned about, like, a friend or something, um, definitely, like, maybe, like, just, like, reaching out or, like, trying to involve yourselves in their life a bit more or, like, ask them, like, how they're doing. I, it's hard to think, like, if you're, if, if, if it would be good to say, like, I've noticed you've been struggling with eating, but I don't know. Like, how, what do you think about that? Because I think, like, that's, like, super, like, situational. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I think it also depends on how close you are with the person. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, another friend I had, like, I could, I could tell that, like, she was, like, going through, Mm -hmm. like, like, she was restricting, like, food a lot and, like, lost weight really fast. And I was, like, I was worried about her, but I'm, like, but I, and I was trying to figure out what the best way for me to do this, but sometimes, like, like, I was seeing, like, a therapist at the time and I kind of brought this up to her because I'm, like, like, I was living with her and I'm, like it's also hard for me to see this as well. Like she doesn't come out of her room and like, she's like restricting and I'm just thinking about what is she eating today? And like my therapist said, if she was like, sometimes it can, you don't want to bring it up honestly, if you're struggling yourself because mm-hmm. like it can almost be a competition between eating disorders. Yeah. They can be very competitive. <laughs> yeah. But, um, in terms of the, like, I feel like talking to somebody, I think like educating yourself probably first like on just generally like what you should and shouldn't say because there's definitely a way you can approach someone like like concerned about them where you can say the wrong things like yeah and it's it's (laughs) such a fine line so it is really hard Mm -hmm. but like I think like being educated on you know whatever type of disordered eating you think they may be going through if they haven't Mm -hmm. like vocalized it like I think if you educate yourself on it like you may understand how to like like, sympathize with them better, like, I guess for me, it's, like, I wish that people were just understanding, like, if I said no, like, it's, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying no because I don't want to, like, I wish I wanted to, like, you know, for me, like, drinking was hard, you're in that phase, but it was, like, like, I can't, like, the thought of doing it was so difficult, and sometimes it's, like, your people, you know, people are just, like, oh, like, do it, do it, do it, it's, like, yeah, no, like, this is pain, like, this is hard, yeah, so, like, people just, like, like, seeing how that could maybe be a situation, and then, you know, like, Mm -hmm. realizing it, and accepting whatever's happening, I think, like, as well, probably. And, like, another thing, um, I feel like I also, once you said that, like, alcohol and stuff, I, I also had a big problem with that, because, um, A, I was, like, it was, like, that loss of control, like, I didn't want anything to, like, I don't know, like, affect me in a way where I could, like, lose control, that was scary to me, um, I, I'm okay with it now, um, but I, like, isolated myself from a lot of social situations in high school because of that, because I was afraid to drink, or, like, I didn't want to, and I felt like, um, I don't know, I felt like I was, because I, like, restricted myself from that, I, like, 
I fell out of a lot of different experiences that I could have had in high school and I also like distanced myself from a lot of friends because of it or just like my relationships didn't get as strong um or like I didn't stick to a lot of them um because I was like isolating myself and stuff so it definitely like affects it affects your life a lot in many ways like it's not just like your own mentality about things it's also like it affects your entire life like your family relationships your friend relationships like everything like when I look back on like certain situations and things that I missed it's like no one understood why I was like the only person not having like a piece of cake or like dessert and like growing up like my grandpa would always like we'd be so excited he would like they always bought the same kind of ice cream. We'd have ice cream. We'd put, like, chocolate chips, sprinkles, syrup. He would always be excited to, like, make that for me. And even, like, the littlest things is, like, having, like, a glass of chocolate milk. Like, he always had chocolate milk, like, for me. And then, like, I was scared of liquid calories. Like, I was scared mm-hmm. of all these things. And so, like, I would never have it anymore. And, like, I know that that literally, like, just, like, upset them. And I could feel that they were upset, but I was, like, I can't. I can't do it and like they didn't understand and like they didn't know anything about it but it was like I just would always say no and I'm like Mm -hmm. thinking about how I missed out on that and like now that like I always say yes to dessert and like hey like sure grandma like what do you got like like, (laughs) ice cream like okay like I'll have it all like sure so like thing that's like something that I'm like uh like I wish that I like didn't say no to those things it's so little but it's just like I don't know like something that really like will always remember that so and you guys kind of said, like, it affects, like, all of your life. It like takes over your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, is this something you're thinking about? Like, day to night, pretty yeah, much. pretty much. <laughs> and, like, even, like, even now, I would say, like, like, I think about food still for, like, a good majority a of the day. Yeah. Like, and I'm always, like, how do people just, like, like, <laughs> not think, like, not think about I food? Know. Like, I think about it differently now, but yeah. I'm, like, but, like, how did, like... I still, the thoughts are still, like, occasionally there, yeah. for sure, like, mm-hmm. but. And you explained this to me once before, that you kind of lost, like, your hunger cues. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. That happens. <laughs> yeah, and, like, even now, like, they're still not really, like, I just eat on, you know, like, the I times. just make sure I'm eating enough food, and I eat, like, around the hours, but, like, genuinely, like, it'll be, like, it takes a long time for me to actually feel like hunger like yeah I think because your body gets used to like it just all of a sudden it's used to it's like it's like it doesn't know when it's getting food anymore so it doesn't have those like those because like you train your body to like get hungry at breakfast lunch and dinner but once you start going outside of that your body doesn't know anymore when to tell you you're hungry because it doesn't know like it's just so confused confused. (laughs) your brain's confused and then your body's confused yeah like like, are we supposed to eat right now or Mm -hmm. not like so, yeah, I don't know. What happened for you? Like, did you find, like, like, are they better now? Like, your, like, hunger My hunger cues? cues? Um, or are they still kind of, like... It, it, it can vary. It can vary. Sometimes I'll get it back and, like, sometimes it'll, it'll go away again. It just, it depends. <laughs> okay, genuinely, for me, I honestly find majority of the time when I eat, I'm not hungry. Like, I don't actually feel hungry. Like, today was, like, I actually got a hunger signal. I thought about, like, a probably because like, I went to the mall and I was trying on like a million pairs of jeans trying to find something that fit good and I was like hey I'm so hungry now like it was mm-hmm. like rumbling but like yeah normally I'm like that like that took like eight hours because I literally had just like been running around I was like hey like I need food now I need food now like yeah but yeah honestly I feel like most of the time food comes I'm like I'm not even really hungry but like I'm mm-hmm. gonna eat it like yeah yeah so. and yeah it does take over a lot and also like 
maybe like I can touch a bit because I had like a lot of like health problems because of it so I can like touch on that a bit because it's definitely like a thing that when people are getting into like diet culture if you're noticing that it's a problem like I think it's also good to talk about like it can affect your health really seriously like so um when I I got called one day um out of school to go to the hospital and it was because my my heart rate was too low I think so I had to get driven to like sick kids emerge um and I went there and basically what was happening is that when I was going to sleep so because when you are restricting like obviously so your body takes the energy from like your fat stores and then also your muscle stores so I had, I remember too, before, before I had ever like gotten in the hospital or gotten treated for it or anything, there was this one day I was in ballet class and I was like trying to do the exercises and all of a sudden, like I couldn't do it anymore. And I remember like I started crying because like that was the first time that I realized like, oh shit, like I've destroyed my body. Like I couldn't do, I couldn't like hold my leg up anymore. And these were stuff that I had done like I'd been doing for years and years and years. Like I started ballet since I was three years old. And like now all of a sudden, like I'm so weak that I can't even do something that I've been doing every day for years. And so that's like kind of when I realized, but I had to be on a heart monitor for like weeks and weeks because when I was going to sleep, my, my heart muscle, because your heart is a muscle. So when all of your other muscles are depleting, your heart also depletes. So I got to a point where like my heart was so weak that it would, the heart rate would get too low at night, like that it was dangerous. Like my heart could have stopped while I was sleeping. So I had to be Uh, on a heart monitor all the time. And like, I remember sometimes I would wake up in the night and it would like be beeping like crazy because like it would go too low. And I had to get like blood work every, every morning because like all your levels are thrown off and um, there was like a huge refeeding process as well, like um like a tube no I never got the tube the tube is more like um like if you once you're in the hospital like especially like if you're on like an eating disorder ward for eating disorders um like they give you your meals and you're expected to like eat all of it and like if you even like leave leave a bit uh, on your plate and like you don't want to eat it they'll like bring nutritional replacement like ensure or boost if you've ever like seen those in like the stores and they like make you like that you have to drink that then like if you won't finish your meal and then if you like completely refuse then they'll have to tube feed you because they like otherwise you'll just you can go too far and like your heart will just stop so yeah they'll have to tube you but I never got um the tube because I, I was pretty good at like eating what they what they wanted me to eat um but yeah it's just like they like they're monitoring everything and it's like blind weight so they you don't know your weight through all this process um but it, it was crazy, like, you get, and then once I was off the heart monitor, I would have to get my vitals, like, your blood pressure and your heart rate three times a day, and, um, everything was, like, super monitored, and, like, all your meals had to be a certain amount, and then, like, they would increase you, and they would increase you, because your body, like, once you, like, um, are restricting for so long, once you start eating again, like, your metabolism, like, can skyrocket, and so, like, you'll, you'll be eating, like, a good amount, but then, like, your body gets used to it, and you don't, like, keep gaining weight, so you have to, like, keep adding, and keep adding, and keep adding, and so I remember, like, one time I was, like, eating so much food, and I was, like, how on earth, like, am I eating this much, and, 
Um, but yeah, it's a huge process and I was in the hospital for like multiple weeks just to get to a point where like I was healthy enough to like leave the hospital. So it's, it's really dangerous. It's, it's yeah. super dangerous. And so like definitely keep an eye out. Like there's, there's signs, like sometimes you'll stand up and like the whole, uh, did you ever yeah, get that? I would get if so, you, like, if you're sitting down or lying down for too long, you stand up, the room like starts to go dark or like your, your, your vision can get, um, a little off. Like a you little feel blurry, cold yeah. all the time. That was like the worst. Like I was, oh, like I was so cold mm -hmm. and like, no one else was cold. And I'm like, I'm yeah. absolutely freezing. Like I would go to bed with like sweaters, like, yeah. and like layers on underneath multiple covers. And now I'm like, okay, I'm hot. Like, but, um, like, also like then. you can lose a lot of hair. Did you go through I hair also loss? I lost a lot of hair. I when lost... you would be like in the shower and you take it out it's and it like would like clumps. clumps. Yeah. yeah it, so that happens just. There's did you did you lose your periods? Yeah. 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 For well, I never had it in the beginning. I never had it and then I got it once in grade 10 and then it went away again. And so then I didn't get my my first period until I was in grade 12 February of grade 12. That was like the first time I ever started getting my period regularly. Wow. And I've had it since then. So like super super late. So, I definitely, like, I don't even know when I, when I could have gotten my natural period. Like, like I, I don't know. It, like, almost, pro like, it's it prolonged, prolonged it. Yeah. yeah. It, I was also, like, super, super active already with, like, dance and everything. So, that definitely, like, I probably would have gotten it later anyways mm -hmm. um, because of that. But, um, I, I don't know. When would, when would I have gotten my period? I have no idea because I had kind of, like, gotten myself to a place where it wouldn't have happened anyways <laughs> until, yeah. until I got healthier. Yeah. and yours yeah I also lost mine so like mine was like and I like I have it back I guess like I have it back now I would mm -hmm. say like yeah so do I um but like I would lose it for like I wouldn't get it for like six months and yeah. then it would be like okay like what's going on and then if I did get it you know after like it had been however many months it would be like okay I got it for like two days and it was like not like I, I'm also on birth control and it was like not at that time and then it was mm -hmm. like barely anything to like really be like is that a period like I was like mom I don't know like yeah like is that do we even count that like I don't really know what's happening so yeah and like the reason why that happens if like people don't know is because like if you're not giving yourself enough energy to like to survive your body like only directs that energy to like the most important thing so then all of a sudden like your reproductive organs, like, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is, like, your heart and, like, yeah. your lungs and your digestive system. So, it just, like, it doesn't put any energy towards that. So, like, that's why you lose your wow, period. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's, like, the body, like, it knows that it doesn't have enough energy to allot it to, like, keep that going. Yeah. So, it just stops. So, were you, like, tired all the time? You say, like, energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, energy oh, was yeah. depleted all the time. Yeah. Super tired. <laughs> it was almost, like, for me, I felt like it was, like... Like, especially during COVID, because that's when I think all, a lot of my, like, like, problems, like, like, heightened, because I had so much more time to focus on everything being, like, perfect, and, like, exactly how it was, so I felt like my life was just, like, like, on a, like, rotation clock of, like, okay, wake up, and, like, I would, I was walking a lot, like, I would just, like, that mm -hmm. was, like, over-exercising in, like, a bad way, like, I was doing it, like, for, like, weight loss, and I just mm -hmm. felt like my whole day was, yeah, walk, like, eat, this meal like wait however many hours until this meal I used to like make myself like be like hey I would eat this yogurt bowl every single night I'd be like I have to eat it at 9 30 but I'm oh, eating yogurt wow. bowl at 9 30 like I was like very like 
Yeah. And I would be so overwhelmed if it was, like, off of that. So, like, I felt like my whole day was, like, I was exhausted from, like, trying to make it perfect, like, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, because you guys were both pretty athletic people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How, so, like, would you change your routine, like, workout routine or whatever to, like, not be, because you wouldn't be gaining muscle, correct? Like, I mean, yeah, like, I guess it's it's a lot harder to gain muscle if you're, like, I was still really trying to eat, like, high protein and, like, clean, clean, using air quotes, food. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't know, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Uh, I definitely, like, because I was dancing a lot, like, when it first started, and then, like, I lost all my muscle mass, and then, um, and then I started running later on, and that, I, I definitely, like, wasn't gaining muscle or anything, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. really, like, in it to, like, to get stronger. It was more just, like, a pastime, and, like, I like to do it, and there was also definitely, like, a disordered side to it, too, where I was, like, I'm getting a lot of exercise and, like, burning a lot of calories and things like that, but, um, I don't know. I I haven't, like, dabbled too much in, like, working out to gain muscle, so. Did you? I'm just curious, like, just recently saying that, like, because I had a Fitbit, and, like, that, like, destroyed me. Like, Um, that actually literally took me out. Like, I don't even know why we thought that was, like, yeah. It was, was, like, who thought that was a good idea? Because it was, like, I was, you know. Obsessed with the steps and everything. It tells you literally, like, that is. Calories and all that. How many calories you burn, Mm -hmm. okay. So now I'm going to be thinking I can only eat that many, and then also, like, how many steps I'm getting, like, yeah, that so literally I never had a Fitbit so like outside of running, but when I started to run, I got a runner's watch. You know those yeah, runner's yeah, watches yeah, yeah. um that some of us had in high school, and that was probably the same as a Fitbit. It had like how many steps you did in a day, and like based on like all your statistics, it would like tell you how many calories you burned and all that. And it definitely, I definitely like paid attention to it, and like yeah. would look at how many calories and be like, oh wow, like. Um, if I burn more, I would kind of think, like, oh, like, I'm allowed to eat more. But it's, like, that shouldn't how it be, like, that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be how it is, because you need calories to literally just, like, breathe and survive. So it's not, like, how many you burned is how many you have available to eat. It's, like, it's not like that at all, but that's kind of... That's how it makes it out to be. That's how it makes it out to be. And it's almost like you're, like, because obviously you're getting, you can, like, for Fitbit anyways, you could, like, enter, like, step challenges and, like, things like that. So, like to get you motivated to, like, move, whatever. But it became, like, yeah. an obsession thing. it became thing. an obsession, and then it's, like, okay, like, the more steps I get, like, like, I'm doing so many good things. The more steps I get, like, the more calories I get to eat. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think, like, that was, like, and that was, like, a hard thing for me to, like, get rid of. To let because go Because I was, like, now I have no idea. I was, like, now I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's taken away. It was, like, mm-hmm. that was so hard to, like, let go of that. Yeah. Like, honestly, definitely, but. like, yeah, I definitely had that with, like, the calorie counting apps, too. It's, like, yeah. you have to delete it and you have to, like, be okay. And with you have to, like, gone. shift to to now, like, not entering everything that you're eating into, like, a calculator. Now it's just, like, you have to be okay with just eating and, like, trusting that it's okay to yeah. just eat and not have to know exactly what everything is. And and also, too, it's almost like when you do, like, you know, track your food so closely, it's like, well, I, I'm eating the whole thing now because I know exactly how much this is, and if I don't eat some of it because I'm not hungry, like, well, like, no, it's in there. Like, you know, I've already weighed it out or, like, counted it, you know? So, like, I feel like that you also, that's why your hunger cues as well get messed up. Like, you're just focused on 
that the amounts and not how you are hungry actually feel yeah Mm -hmm. and like this is kind of steering in a different direction rihanna you kind of talked about how you go through like ups and downs what kind of describe like that journey of like okay do do am i better am i not better like oh okay yeah so you went through ups and downs too as well yeah i think like um like ups and downs you mean like doing better and not doing better or ups and downs yeah like like, different i mean ways of anything it's like your mental health or whatever is like okay like i'm i'm having a lot of good days in a row and then okay all of a sudden i'm having bad days like because like you said before it's not really like a cure you know it's not like no you can take a vaccine or whatever and Mm -mm. be done with it like no it's definitely like yeah it's like it's a mental health problem but it's also like definitely like an illness that like you deal with for a long time and i don't think I don't know if it ever fully goes away. You can definitely, like, recover and be doing great, and hopefully it sticks for a long time, but it's definitely something that's easy to, like, relapse in or get back into in a certain way. So, um, I would say I've gone through a lot of ups and downs. Um, so, like, at the beginning of high school was kind of, like, my first down, and that's where it got bad. And then after that, um, it, like, it started to get better. I was, like, finally, like, eating enough, But it's, like, then I went into a different headspace where it was, like, all clean food. Like, so I was still having that, like, disordered part and that, like, part of control. Whereas I was, like, very much still controlling, like, what my food was. So, like, the ingredients in it. But I wouldn't so much, like, um, restrict myself on the amounts. It was more, Mm -hmm. like, the types of foods that I was eating. And then um, after that, then I started all of a sudden... I, like, kind of opened the gates and I, like, allowed myself to all of a sudden eat, like, those bad foods or the junk foods that I wouldn't allow myself to eat before. So, like, candy and chips and things like that. And then I kind of, like, got, um, that's when I got into, like, the bulimia. I think because I kind of, like, overwhelmed myself and I, all of a sudden, I didn't know how to cope with, like, now me trying to eat normally. So, I found another way to, um to like I don't know just like control that or counteract it or or still yeah I guess have that disordered way of eating even though I was trying to eat normally and then um and then I went through a period of um I feel like I don't know if it you can really say it was like binge eating disorder but it was like kind of uh an in-between between like bulimia and a binge eating disorder because I would end up like having lots lots of binges and where like the bulimia wouldn't be a part of it as well, and, um, so, yeah, there's, like, been a lot of ups and downs, and then, like, I went through, like, a more, like, restrictive phase after that, so I think, like, it, and it all depends on kind of, like, what you're going through in life. I find, like, if I'm doing well for a while, and, oh, I also had, like, a period where I was, like, doing well with food, and I didn't even really, like, think too much about, like, stressing about eating and things like that, so, I find, like, once I got into the mindset, it's, like, you enter this world of, like, where you're so focused on, like, these thoughts and, like, these rules that you make up in your head, and then it's really hard to break free of them, but once you do, like, it's, like, a constant battle, but you can keep it up for a while, and then sometimes you can slip, and then whether it's the same thing or now you're, like, you're dealing with different habits or different ways of thinking, it's like you can, it's like, it's kind of, it's such a hard thing because 
you have to like constantly be managing it and constantly be going against what your mind is saying because it's kind of like there's this alternate voice in your head like even for me it's like sometimes I can like hear the voice that's telling me all these irrational things that I know aren't healthy but then there's also like another voice that's being like that's so stupid like you know that's not right and you know that's not healthy for you but sometimes it's like sometimes it's too easy to listen to the bad voice and that's like when it starts to become a problem is like when you're when you're neglecting that rational voice in your head that knows like what's good for you Mm -hmm. and you're listening to this like disordered voice in your head that's that's trying to get you in a bad place because of like whether it's control or like you're you're feeling insecure about something so you're like really deciding that this is the way to like um get over that or yeah (laughs) and is there like guilt that goes along with that too of like yeah like Like, also like I was just thinking about it when you were talking like so honestly when I had when I was like had binge eating like tendencies like that was like really difficult because I I, like food is so like like, people use it to celebrate things and it's like seen sometimes as like it's oh rewarding yourself treating yourself and like so for me like that was like the like I felt like so guilty like, ha- like, with binge eating, because, like, it was, like, well, I restricted myself for so long when I was, like, 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 orthorexic, and then I, now I'm, like, eating all of this food that's, like, 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 binge eating is, like, really bad in the sense of, like, you feel horrible, like, mm-hmm. not even, like, your yeah. guilt, but also, like, you're, like, physically, you feel your horrible. Your stomach like, feels, Like, it's yeah. not just, like, you had, like, like, a bagel and then, like, a bag of chips. It's like you just like you destroyed like your like cupboards. Like you yeah, ate, like, you eat like, a lot. <laughs> like 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 thousands and thousands of like, like you ate a lot of food. Like mm-hmm. and so and I think like also like as us talking about how it's not always gonna be like a linear journey. Like yeah. I mean like I really had like a strong urge to binge like the other night and like it doesn't was, always hard. go away, it, but you have to like fight it when you're in when you're in the situation. Because yeah. I'm like I really think about how I'm like okay like no like you like you can't do that and like for me like the biggest thing is like when I like I don't get those tendencies like as much like before it used to be like every night was a battle of like okay I need to get through the night but like now it's like hey like that happened once like blue moon more kind of setting mm-hmm. um but like I would always just like get out of the house like I would just like leave and drive somewhere when I was having like like tendencies and like urges because then you're like you separate yourself from it and honestly like the urge passes like, yeah. I find that the urge Distraction will pass. is yeah. a big part. Like, when you start feeling that, like, it's, it's good to remind yourself, but a lot of times you just have to, like, remove yourself from the situation and distract yourself until, like, until it's over, until that feeling's over, and then you can kind of, like, regain and Because, like, like you said, there's, like, those two voices in your head, and there's, like, the one that's, like, being, like, you don't really care. Like, just, like, do it. Like, like eat it. Do whatever. And, like, yeah. I would, like, I never, I never experienced, like, I never threw out my food but like Mm -hmm. I would try and then like when I would it like I wouldn't and so then I would feel like a failure and guilty and then I would be like Mm -hmm. okay like so I just binge ate and then I'm like and now I can't I'm too much of a like wimp to throw it up like I would talk to myself like that which is like that's like so shitty it's so terrible yeah Yeah. like no really don't please don't try to do that because it's it's, it's, it's really terrible 
like it ruins it ruins your teeth because the stomach acid um it affects your teeth when it comes mm-hmm. up you can like burn your esophagus and like there's so many terrible terrible um things to that and it's it's a bit addictive once you get into it because all of a sudden it's like this way out yeah and you're like almost you're undoing what you did yeah, yeah and it gets very addictive and I'm actually I've, I haven't done that in a very long time and I'm like clean of that for a long time so that's that's really that's good really and that's good. been hard but yeah I like I know like I'll still get urges like I'll eat and then like I I like I'm thinking so much about it and I like I'm feeling so guilty for eating that like I'll think about that but now like I've gotten to the point where it's like now I can just think like okay you've gone so long without doing it like don't start that again because you know yeah. like you know that path that you're gonna go down so um but it's still like something that I have to think about all the time and like have to be conscious of and and still, like, you have to fight those thoughts sometimes you because, like, hard. even though, like, it does get better and the more you, like, focus on changing your thought patterns and those habits that you get into, like, those those urges still come up and you still have to learn how to deal with them and it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for sure. One thing I want to touch, you guys to touch on that we haven't so far is, like, body dysmorphia. Like, what okay. was that like for you both? sure um it definitely is crazy because I I my bot like I would definitely be like losing weight or gaining weight and sometimes like I would look in the mirror and I I I have no idea what my body would look like I I couldn't tell you like sometimes the only way is like through pictures so I remember like I used to like take pictures of like my face or my body and that's definitely like a, a thing that's associated with eating disorders but like sometimes like I remember now, like, I used to, when I was, like, really bad in my eating disorder in high school, when I was, like, in the hospital and everything, it wasn't until I was, like, kind of more out of it, and I would look back at pictures, and I would be like, oh my god, like, I looked sick. Like, I would look at it, and I'd be like, wow, like, I looked sick, like, I understand why people were worried about me, but when I was in that situation, I didn't think anything was wrong with me. I thought I looked normal, I didn't really, like, see a problem or anything, and, like, I couldn't really see those changes, or, like, even though, like, I might feel a difference in my clothes, it's, like, I couldn't attach that to, like, myself, because, like, in my body, dysmorphia would, like, make me feel like nothing had changed, or, like, even though I knew something did, it's, like, in my head it didn't, and, and, yeah, it works, it works kind of, like, both ways, it just becomes really hard to figure out like, you, sometimes you don't know what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, when you're talking about, like, when you look back at, like, old photos now, yeah. like, I'm, like, like, I don't look healthy. Like, I'm, like, right? I look yeah, you, and, like, like, But when you were in that... I was, like, I didn't realize, like, I mm-hmm. at all, like, I, like, that I was, like, sick. And so, like, for me, I think a lot of my, like, issue, I always thought I looked bigger because, like, I yeah. was bigger before, like, in a bigger body. And so... Like, I guess losing weight, like, you always still, like, I always still saw myself as, like, that person. Yeah. And, like, no matter how much weight I lost, it was, like, I still think, like, I still feel like I'm her. Mm -hmm. And, like, not that that's even a bad thing, because I'll say so many times that, like, my life before all this, like, I wouldn't change, like, going through this, because I think it's, like, shaped a lot of, like, who I am today. But at the same time, I'm just, like, I was so happy and, like, carefree in my life 
before. So, yeah. like, in the bigger body. And, like, I, like, had a better life than, than I did in, like, a thin body that was, like, small. Mm-hmm. Like, that because I was, it was just, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. And so, um, but, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Like, looking back and stuff, like, on pictures, like, I wouldn't, I thought I looked big, like, until yeah. I was actually shown, Until you look like, and you're like, oh, wow, like, I, <laughs> yeah. I my mind was twisted. Like, I was not seeing reality (laughs) like I specifically remember like uh we my parents and I went to California and like we like I I put this bathing suit on or whatever and I I, like I had done the whole thing I was like I don't want to eat anything like bad for you until we take pictures like I literally remember saying that I was like I need to take photos like before I like gain all this weight on this trip whatever like not that I was gonna I was literally scared of everything so (laughs) there was like how am I gonna it wasn't gonna happen and so I remember, like, putting on the bathing suit and being, like, I think I look big, like, I think I look big, like, and telling mm-hmm. my mom that, and I think she thought I literally was, like, out of my mind, like, she took photos, and I was, like, oh, I do look, like, I look good, yeah. like, I look, like, I, at the time, I was, like, oh, I thought I looked good, but, like, genuinely, before the photo was taken, I was, like, I do, no, like, yeah. this is bad right now, like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. How does, like, social media and, like, other people's pictures affect that? Was that a thing, or No. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, because the more you're, like, exposed to something, like, subconsciously even, like, you might not even think about it, but the more you see photos and stuff like that of people that are, like, like, thinner, like, everyone knows, like, it's not the first take, like, of the photo, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, like, or, like, a lot of people edit them, and so, like, it is hard to see that and, like, constantly be comparing yourself to them, um, but I just think it's, like, such a, like, how much you expose yourself to it. Like, I found, like, I, I would try not to, and then I would try to, when I was, like, like, you know, like, recovering, like, I followed a lot more pages that were, like, body acceptance, and then also just, like, pages that, that were, like, spreading, like, eating disorder awareness, and just, like, like, positive things that I wanted to, like, continue to be exposing myself to, and, like, mm-hmm. I found that that, like, was, like, such a subtle change, but, like, so, like, it did so much. You know, mm-hmm. like, not exposing myself to, like, the toxic, like, Yeah, imagery. it definitely, yeah. it definitely, like, depends on what type of social media spaces you're putting yourself into. Because there's definitely a lot of, like, especially, like, influencers and celebrities. It's, like, like a certain type of bod- body is praised. Or, like, lots of different types of bodies will be praised. But there's always, like, specific criteria, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's, like, you always, like, sometimes you feel like you have to fit these boxes of, like either, like, super skinny or, like, super muscular or, like, um, like, super curvy, but, like, you still have to have a small waist and, like, you know, like, there's all these different, like, um, expectations and so, like, if you're constantly surrounding yourself with that on social media and, like, you go through your page and it's, like, all these people that are being praised for their looks and their body, it's, like, I think it's definitely super easy to, like, kind of, like, want want, want that, that yeah. or it becomes something in your head that's like that's what's that's what's good that's what's praised and that's what people should be like but then there's also like a lot of great spaces on social media where like they're spreading body awareness and people are showing like different parts of their bodies that usually aren't posted on the media like stretch marks or um cellulite different like things like that so there's definitely like, different spaces but social media can definitely be like a bad mm-hmm. influence on body image and eating. <laughs> yeah, like, they've definitely, like, there's definitely been, I think, like, a very, like, people have been trying to make more of a, like, shift, or, like, there's been a community that's been built of people that are, like, showing, like, body fluctuations and things like that. Like, I don't know, I remember I used to always be so, like, how my body would be at the end of the day when it's, like, 
I've been eating all day and it's like that's such a normal thing for your body to change throughout the whole day or like your body to look different in different angles and like lighting and like so I do find like videos like that like is so positive and like can really help like help you honestly seeing other people that are like normalizing it it makes you yeah want to, like showing like, like okay like this is this is my picture posed but like I also look like this normally like yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. not always like this is not how people look all the time in these pictures this is like a specific moment that they've that like posed in, or yeah. it's not pictures don't always show like how people look naturally all the time yeah damn so what is like you kind of touched on this before but like your recovery like did you see a therapist like how was your kind of day in day out um so that definitely changed a lot like throughout the throughout the time so when I was in hospital like it was obviously like recovery was every day that was the whole day that is what my life was while I was in the hospital and there was there was like nurses there was psychiatrists um like, just, like, program leaders that would, like, run the little groups and stuff, um, but then once I got out of the hospital, I was seeing, like, I would go to an eating disorder clinic every week, and there I would see, like, a nurse practitioner that would do, like, the physical part, and then I would see a psychologist that would do, or she was supposed to do more of the mental part, but I don't really know if that happened, but (laughs) debatable, um, and so then, so that was, that was the thing for a while. And then the, the thing that I definitely didn't like about this is, so I went through this program and I would go every week and how it went is I would, I would like give like a urine sample or whatever. And then I would go in with the psychologist and how the session went is that I would come in and she would make me step on the scale and I would have to look at it. And then she would put my weight on a chart and she would show me whether it had gone up or down and she would, like, tell me that, like, if it went down, like, if the line was starting to go down, that, like, it was bad and, like, she would be like, we wanted to go this way. And then, like, she would, like, ask me, like, how I was with food that week or whatever and then, like, she would bring my parents in because I was still under 18 so it was, like, a, it was, like, child, a child program and she would bring my parents in and like my parents would talk about like how I did that week and then she would be like okay like there's gonna be an increase at like this meal or this snack and then I would go see the nurse practitioner and she would like take my heart rate and all that and make sure that all that was good and that was like basically what I would do every week but the thing is is that I graduated from that program as soon as I was at like the weight that they had set for me that was like my healthy weight But the thing about that is that, like, so basically, like, I reached that goal weight, and then I was, like, automatically, like, graduated from the program. But the thing is, is they didn't really focus on, it was more like, okay, like, what did you struggle with eating, or things like that, and it was never, like, what was the root cause of this. Yeah, it it seems like this is a very flawed system. It it definitely is, and yeah, it was never, like, what is the cause of it, because it never, it never focused on changing my thought patterns, or, like, the reasons why I am, like, I have no, I have no idea why, but I'm sure I could, like, dig into it, like, why I somehow gravitated gravitated toward doing these habits that like aren't healthy but somehow like I find some sort of like, like comfort um comfort in it yeah, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like something 
some sort of like destructive way. It's kind of like an addiction in a way. It's, it, I don't know. But yeah, they didn't really focus on that. So I found that I, ha I had continued to have problems after that because I felt like they, they, like they got rid of me as soon as like my weight was okay. But it's like they didn't, I'm sure if they had assessed how else. my mind was, I'm not sure if it had gotten any better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and also, like, you go through slips, and, like, just because you're, just because a weight is at one point, that doesn't mean it's going to stay like that forever, and it doesn't mean that that just, like, you get to a certain healthy weight, and all of a sudden your problems stop. Like, like, that's yeah. not how it works. And so. it's also, mm -hmm. like, you hit, they've hit this weight, like, once, and then they were just like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, it was like, just like, that's... okay, bye, like, you're healthy now, yeah. but it's like, that's... Like, you'd be like, I don't feel, like, I don't feel cured, I don't feel better. Yeah, like, I don't feel, yeah, better. Like, I don't like, feel better, yeah. it's not, it's not getting that much easier, so... Um, yeah, that was a little hard, and so then, ever since then, I haven't really been seeing anybody. I saw a therapist for a little while, um, a couple years ago, and right now I'm not seeing anyone, so, <laughs> um, and that's, like, that's due to the part of, like, just, like, therapy being really expensive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I feel like for me, like, so I didn't really start, like, actively trying to do anything until my mom was like, like, you should, like, see a therapist and, like, yeah. try to start working through these issues. And so, like, I remember, like, I first met with someone and then, like, it, like, I was like, oh, like, I don't, like, you, you, it's like a feeling, like, you have to, mm -hmm. you know, Fit like, feel therapist. comfortable yeah. and whatever else. So, like, didn't work with her and then, like, I went with someone else and I always found that, like, at my, like, like, sessions, like, it would cause me to, like, like, since I was just talking about everything, like, that it would make me, like, like, act out or, like, do, you know, I don't know how to really explain that, but, um, like, I feel like the approach that, like, was kind of taken for, like, me recovering was just, like, every day and, like, week, like, there was a new goal of, like, something I was trying to, like, reduce in my life, so, like, I remember, like, initially, like, I had a big problem with, like, weighing myself, like, I weighed myself, like, multiple times every day, and so, like, it was first, like, you know, that's hard to get rid of the scale. So, like, mm -hmm. we would do things, like, okay, this week, like, you're going to only weigh yourself, like, four times. Like, something like that and start slowly getting rid of it. And then also, like, okay, now you're going to move the scale further away. Like, so it wasn't in the house any – or it was in the house, but, like, I gave it to my roommate and I was like, hide this. Like, mm -hmm. like hide it from me. So then she would hide it. And then after that, like, eventually I ended up, like, breaking it. I mean, actually, scales really, like, don't break that easily because, I mean, <laughs> it's really, it was quite difficult. I was like, oh, wow, like, it, it didn't break. I was like, it didn't break. But I left it, so it was fine. But, um, yeah, so I guess for me it was, like, there were little goals that I had to work on every single week. And I would also, like, journaling was, like, a really big part of it for me. Like, every morning, like, I'd write, like, how I'm going to be for the day and, like, affirmations and things that – were, like, really around, like, like, recovering, and mm -hmm. so I feel like I was just trying to expose myself as much as I could to, like, like I said, we were talking about, like, social media platforms and stuff, like, my mind was, like, constantly thinking about, like, like, recovering and, like, trying to picture my life, like, as that, mm -hmm. so, like, yeah, but I just mostly had, like, small goals and stuff that I had to work through, like, every week, and then we would, like, meet back up, and I would tell her how it went, sometimes it didn't go that good, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, so do you have any, like, little things that, that you helped do? me yeah help like me. little tips um I would say I think that eating with people can help um because it can kind of like take your mind off of focusing on the food because I find like especially if you're in like a vulnerable headspace if you're just like trying to like sit down 
by yourself and like it can get really overwhelming but if you're with other people and like everyone's doing it it can kind of it can make it more of a comfortable thing um I would say another thing is um also like choosing foods that you like to eat that are like balanced because like you don't want to have to like force yourself to eat things that you don't like but like find find something that you're gonna enjoy like because I find like if you're trying to like help yourself eat more it's like choose those foods that you like eating because then you're gonna be excited for like eating eating these meals and eating these snacks instead of being like super scared if you like if you kind of get into it and like get excited about the things that you're gonna eat that can also that can also help a lot (laughs) is there any like misconceptions about eating disorders that you guys kind of well definitely like the first thing that comes to my mind is like the the sizes yeah like Like, there's no size there's no size at all um I'm just trying to think like another one is like just because you have an eating disorder that doesn't mean that like you don't eat you know like some people will be like oh well I see you eating all the time like what do you mean and it's like okay well it, like, that doesn't mean that you don't eat anymore. It means that, like, yeah. there's different things. There's, there's things. more complications behind each yeah. meal and each thing you're eating, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think, because I feel like the first mm-hmm. thing I literally think of is, like, size, because that's such a, yeah. like... One thing I was reading, like, when I was researching this is, like, families are not to blame. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, families can play parts, especially, like, No, that's not the misconception. That's, like, like, a fact, is, like, about eating disorders, like, families, families, nine truths about eating disorders, like, families are not to blame. Are not to blame. I think that your environment, personally, I actually think your environment plays a lot into, like, like, where you end up, kind of. Like, I feel like I was very much raised, like, my mom was, like, always dieting and, like, always doing Weight Watchers and, like, her, like, friends would, like, weigh each other at work, like, they would mm-hmm. weigh each other every Friday, and, like, if you went up, like, I don't even know what it was, but there was, like, some kind of, like, I remember you talking yeah, about that and I'm, like, that's, like, like, why, like, I don't know, so, like, I honestly do think kind of the environment you grow up in is, like, yeah, I think you are being exposed to that at a young mm-hmm. age, and then it, like, later on in life translates, or, like, I've read things before, too, like, because, like, my dad was, like, also, like, kind of, like, absent for, like, a good amount of years and so like I've read stuff too like trying to connect you're trying to like connect the pieces of like how did I end up here do you know yeah. what I mean and like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like oh like I've considered family things as well not to be like the reason like oh you're my you're the reason that happened but like mm-hmm. you know that like it could definitely like factored in for sure yeah but like also like that is partly true because like at least for me like I I grew up in a very like um like, my mom never really put, like, restrictions on what we ate too much. Like, there was never, like, obviously, it's, like, don't eat, like, so much junk food and stuff, but, like, we always had lots of junk food in the house, and, like, we, like, would eat, like, junky stuff every night, and, like, um, there was no, like, like, my mom or my parents never tried to, like, restrict what we ate or anything like that, and we were always, like, good with that I feel like what I developed it was like it was it was definitely like my own thing like I remember Mm -hmm. my mom being like oh my gosh like did I do something wrong did I cause it and it was like it's like no like this is like a personal problem that I put on myself but obviously like there's definitely like environment factors that do play a part but also it's it's not like it's not the family's fault yeah. yeah I would say like it's mostly like like you said it is like a personal thing like you it's you things do that you've it. internalized yeah it's it happens like for more like 
a you it's you like that yeah. it's it, the reason it's happening i yeah i just think like you might like it might make it better or worse like things you like maybe grew up around but like yeah like families are not like the reason like for sure yeah. but like yeah and when i read that i can like see how people might like think that which is really shitty but yeah. like that makes sense is there anything that we haven't touched on that you think is important um i mean i literally could talk about this, this stuff like forever so i mean that's <laughs> quite a open-ended question but um i don't know i guess like if i had like last things to talk about like i would yeah just i say, always like, like to ask my guests like if what advice they would give to their younger self oh okay like well I'm gonna say consider my younger self as like the person who was like I like struggling I guess at this point um like for me I always look back and I'm like like a like a smaller body isn't a healthier body and also like to play into that doesn't mean a better life like I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm like the body I'm in now I'm like I'm having a great life and like I would I weigh like definitely like 30 40 pounds probably more than like I did like a year ago and I'm like I feel like happy now so like Mm -hmm. I don't think like a smaller body like I always think like if it's for restrictive reasons I think a smaller body is a smaller life so like yeah don't like limit yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I think like I would tell myself like not everything has to be perfect because I feel like also another part of it for me is like because, like, I'm definitely, like, a perfectionist in multiple parts of my life. Like, I, I translated that to how I was eating, too. And I, like, felt like I had to eat perfect. And, like, my body had to be, like, the perfect w- way in, like, whatever I thought that that was. And so it's just, like, you don't... Everything doesn't have to be... What I would say to my younger self is, like, everything doesn't have to be so strict. And you don't have to limit yourself so much to the things that you think are good and are right and are perfect like you know like life is about like moderation and balance and you don't always have to be good and always have to be perfect like just live and let yourself do the things that you want to do and like also too that just made me think of it when like you were saying like not everything has to be perfect and I feel like I would you know obsess over that one day being like so perfect of like everything I did like surrounding like like eating like disordered eating like I was like everything has to be perfect but it's like I don't look back and be like I remember on May 24th I ate this many calories mm-hmm. and I did this amount of steps like See, I don't remember that yeah. but like you remember experiences like with mm-hmm. people you don't remember the individual days that you were like so like consumed it by becomes that. something that like you you put so much importance to it and you feel like it matters so much like while you're in that mindset like what you're doing and what you're eating in that day, like, matters so much, but then when you think about it, like, all, when I look at all those days, like, in the past where I was so worried about all that, that doesn't matter, that doesn't affect me now at all, but what, what would have affected me is if I had, like, gone to that social gathering and, like, gotten these stronger relationships with my friends or, or whatever, like, that's what you're gonna remember and that's what's gonna affect you later on in life and, like, like, when you get in the mindset of, like, these disordered eating patterns, it feels like that is, like, the be-all or end-all, and that's what's so important, but you have to realize that, like, it's not, and, like, the goal is to, like, use food to keep yourself healthy, and it's not, because it shouldn't be something that limits you from other things in your life. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for being, like, so open, and I'm really excited for people to listen 
do you, Caitlin, I'm kind of going to expose you. I know you have like a TikTok platform where you empower people of all genders about eating disorders if you want to like I mean I'll plug it but like you can like rate it you can write yeah it yeah it's honest it's Kate eats peanut butter because I do really like peanut butter so that is it <laughs> and Rihanna if you have any platforms that you're like open to sharing if people have questions oh um yeah I I have a TikTok but I don't post anything on it but if people or like an Instagram or yeah. something a lot of people put their Instagrams in yeah my Instagram is like it's like Rhea Bloor so it's R-H-I-A-A and then Bloor B-L-O-O-R-R so. okay I'll also link that and I'll link yeah I Caitlin's didn't spell Instagram. my name but it's okay she I'll link, link it. it I'll <laughs> link There's it There's a lot of letters it's a really long username so yeah I'm that's gonna, okay yeah. awesome Okay, well, yeah, again, like, thank you so yeah. much for being so vulnerable. Like, Thanks thank for having, having me. Us. I think, like, yeah, I mean, I hope that, like, this helps people, because I definitely think, like, hearing other people's stories, like, and hear you people know you're not talk alone. about it. Yeah. It's nice. It's always nice to, like, yeah, have that. Aww. So, for more conversations like this one, please make sure to subscribe and write a review. That's all from us today. See you next Tuesday. Bisous!